Our text this morning gives us a beautiful picture of that song we just sang. O Lord, reveal your glory through the preaching of your word. Ezekiel the prophet in the valley of dry bones proclaimed the word of the Lord and God revealed his marvelous, wonderful glory. We turn to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, we begin reading at verse 1, and we read in Jesus' name. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to those bones, to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you, that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life, and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. Let's pray. Father, you are the God who gives life to those who are dead. We see that in a physical way, how you resurrected those who had died, and we see that in a spiritual sense as well, where you give life to those who are spiritually dead. Oh God, I pray that as we proclaim your word today, that you would do what you desire in our midst this morning. There's someone here that does not know you as Savior, Lord. Would you bring them from spiritual death to spiritual life through the preaching of your word? May your Holy Spirit breathe life into us, that we might really know you and walk with you and, and live for the glory and the praise of your name. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Several years ago, there was a church in Kentucky that was holding evangelistic meetings, and they were handing out little cards that said, Get Right With God. 
And there was a few boys that were uh, playing with a little bulldog and they thought maybe we should tie one of those cards on that dog. And so they did. And the dog took off and he was walking around, you know, and people looking and seeing this bulldog with this sign on it, get right with God. Well, there was a man that that congregation had been praying for, a man that didn't know the Lord. And God used that bulldog to uh, get him to the service that night. And he was the first one to come forward and just give his heart to Jesus. And here's how it happened. He told the story. He said, I wasn't feeling well today, so I stayed home from work and I was trying to get some extra rest. And all of a sudden I heard heard this prolonged barking. Finally, he said, I was irritated enough to get up and open the door. And there was standing this bulldog with the sign on him. Get right with God. He said, I'd never seen that dog before. It wasn't a dog that was part of our neighborhood. But in he walked right into my house. And he said, I sat down and the dog came and jumped right in my lap. And he said, I figured if God cared enough about me to send a bulldog to tell me to get right with God, he said, that's why I'm here. (laughs) God used a, a dog to bring that man to Jesus. Well, when you study the Word of God, you can't help but notice that God is very interested in people coming to Jesus. God is concerned about souls being saved. And he can certainly use a bulldog. God can use uh, anything he wants to to work in someone's life, to to show them their need for, for Jesus. But God usually uses people, doesn't he? He uses us. And we see that example here in chapter 37 where we see the ministry of the prophet Ezekiel. Where God gave him this vision and he was to preach to these bones and and it was a picture of what God was going to do through his word in the nation of of Israel. So there are three things that we, we learn here about ministry, about proclaiming that word that we just sung about this morning. The first thing I want you to notice is that the place of ministry is often in the valley of need. The place of ministry is in the valley of need. If Ezekiel could have chosen where he wanted to minister as a prophet, do you think he would have chosen the place that God showed him in this this vision? If you look at the picture given in our text, it wasn't a very pleasant place to be. According to verse 1, God brought Ezekiel into a valley that was full of bones. I would say that's a pretty dead place to minister, a valley full of bones. But that's where God sent him because that's where God could use him the most. The need was great there, and therefore the opportunity for ministry was great as well. Now, when God brought Ezekiel into the valley, he made sure that Ezekiel understood how desperate the need was there. In verse 2, it says, he caused me to pass among these bones round about them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. So he didn't just have a passing glance to see. God says, I want you to see this clearly. I want you to move round about. I want you to understand just how desperate this situation is. Many bones, and they were very dry. 
And I believe there's two reasons why God wanted Ezekiel to know just how desperate the situation was. The first reason is because he needed to know the importance of his ministry. He needed to know that there was death there and God was going to use him to bring life. And we need to understand the importance of our ministry. There are people who are spiritually dead and they need to be brought to spiritual life. That's why it's important that we understand the need to proclaim the Word of God. Spiritually dead people. And we also then need to know how dependent we are upon the Lord. Only God could take a pile of dry bones and bring life to them. In his own human strength, there was nothing that Ezekiel could do. And and he needed to recognize that, that this was a desperate need. He could not meet that need in himself. Only God could bring life to those dead bones that were spread in that, that valley. You see, the foundation of a successful ministry is the realization that if anything good is going to happen, it has to be accomplished by God being involved in it. There's nothing that we can do to, to bring life to, to, to those who are spiritually dead. I wish I could. I wish I could grab someone by the lapels or grab them by the neck and say, you need Jesus and somehow just change them. But I can't do that. But God can. Through the proclamation of His Word, God can do that. And we need to realize how dependent we are upon Him then to say, Lord, use me. Help me as I open my mouth and and share Your Word that, that You would use that to bring life to those who are spiritually dead. Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher of years ago, when he came out of the back room and into the sanctuary for the service one Sunday morning, he saw the crowd there. And he was heard to have said under his breath, Oh, God, help. (laughs) Oh, God, help. Is that your prayer today? Oh, God, help me. God, there's needs around me. There's people around me that don't know the Lord. There's maybe family members. There's neighbors. There's there's co-workers that don't know Jesus. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, use me. So the place of, of ministry is in the the valley of need. The second thing we notice is that the plan for ministry is to preach the Word. It's a very simple plan, isn't it? Very simply to proclaim the the life-giving Word of God. It's interesting, after showing Ezekiel these bones that were scattered throughout the valley, the Lord had a question for him. In verse 3, He said, Son of man, can these bones live? I mean, if you're, you're Ezekiel and you're seeing this vision and all you see is just bones uh, separated from one another, lying on the, 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 the valley, uh, dry as could be. And then God says, do you, you think these bones can, can live? Uh, most of us would have probably wondered how dry old bones could ever come to life. But being a prophet of God, Ezekiel didn't want to say no. And God can do anything, so he didn't want to say no. So he says, oh, Lord God, you know. In other words, it's up to you, Lord. If you want to give life to these bones, then certainly you can do that because you are God and you are all powerful. And so 
That's what the Lord planned to do in that vision. By His mighty power, these bones would come to life. And God told Ezekiel then what the plan was. He said, I want you to preach to the bones. I want you to prophesy to the bones. Verse 4, He said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, To these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you and cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know that I am the Lord. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, that would be weird, wouldn't it? You're going to preach to dead bones. You're going to say to dead bones, hear the word of the Lord. But I went to a church with my dad one time. Um, he was preaching for special meetings and I was in, in college at the time. And so I went along with him. And I'll have to tell you, it was pretty obvious that he was preaching to a lot of dead bones in that church. In fact, even the, the bones of the pastor. Because we came into the church, we were met by the pastor of that church. It was not an AFLC church, if you're wondering. <laughs> and the pastor said, you know, we got a little competition tonight. There's a choir concert at the school and I wouldn't mind being there myself. Okay. So my dad said, you go ahead, brother. He said, we'll take care of the service. Oh, no. He said, I'll, I'll stay, you know. Well, we found out later, someone said, the only man in that congregation that had any spiritual life was the undertaker, the funeral director. <laughs> it, was, it was so obvious that, that they didn't really want to hear what my dad had to say because he was supposed to tell people how to witness, but knowing my dad, he said, if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to be able to have anything to witness about. So the first evening, I mean, he, he preached the word, but I'll tell you what, there were a lot of dead bones in that, in that place. But he proclaimed the Word of God. And that's the calling that, that we've been given as well. So even though Ezekiel was asked to, to preach to a bunch of dead bones, he did what God told him to do. And as he began to preach, something amazing began to happen. Look at verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them. And flesh grew on them, and skin covered them. So here in this vision, he's preaching to these bones, and the bones start coming together. And the ligaments connecting those bones, and skin over, and flesh over those, those bones. The power of God's Word, huh? The power of God's Word to bring life to those who are dead. A rattling and a noise. And God was doing something through His preaching. I heard of a, a pastor. He said there was a, a, a couple that came to him with some problems in their marriage relationship and they wanted counseling. And he said, I will counsel you if, because they weren't coming to church and they didn't really have the Lord in their life. And he said, I'll counsel you 
if you come to church every week for six months. He said, then tell me if you need counseling. They came to church for six months and the Lord did a marvelous work in their life. And so he asked them after six months, now. Oh, no, Pastor. God has done a wonderful work in their lives. Through the preaching of the Word, God brought life. God brought restoration and forgiveness. And their whole relationship was changed through the preaching of God's Word. That's the power of the Word of God. If the Word of God can bring life to those who are dead... What else can God's Word do, huh? What a wonderful example of the power of of God's Word. But besides prophesying to the bones, notice also that he was told to, to prophesy to the breath. Even though the dry bones came together and there were tendons and, and flesh and skin, verse 8 says there was no breath in them. These skeletons had no life, so notice what God told Ezekiel to do. Verse 9, he says, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain so that they may come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. (laughs) What a miraculous change. The Word of God and the breath of God brought life to these dead bones. Now, there are two ways in which this vision was fulfilled. There was a fulfillment for the people of Israel. They were dead in Babylon, but God would give them life. And the vision is explained then in verse 11 through 14. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones, they're the house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope is perished. We are completely cut off. No hope for us. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I'll put my spirit within you. There's the breath. I'll put my spirit within you. And you will come to life and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. And that was fulfilled during the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. They came back to the land through the preaching of Zechariah and Haggai, the prophets. The people returned to Jerusalem. They rebuilt the wall. They rebuilt the temple. They settled back in their land again. God did that which was impossible in the eyes of the people of Israel. This would never happen. Our hope is gone. We're like dead bones scattered around the valley. No hope for us. And God says, yes, there is. Yes, there is. Because I want to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back. You think you're dead, but I'm going to give you life through the preaching of my word. I'm going to give you life and I'm going to send my spirit and my spirit is going to dwell in you. And so God did what appeared to be impossible. He brought them back to the land. But isn't there also a spiritual application as we look at this text today as well? Through the ministry of the word of God and the spirit of God. 
As we preach the Word of God and ask the Spirit of God to breathe life into those to whom we preach, God does some amazing things. He brings spiritual life to those who are spiritually dead. He transforms them. He changes them. God's Word and His Spirit working through that Word is able to do things beyond even our own imagination. And there's no greater miracle than that. When a person gets saved, when someone is brought from spiritual death to spiritual life, that is the greatest miracle of all. And God is able to do that as we proclaim His Word and ask the Spirit of God to take that Word, bring about conviction of sin, and trust in Jesus. Life where there was death. So the place of ministry is in the valley of deed. The plan for ministry is to preach the word. The purpose then, thirdly, the purpose of ministry is the glory of God. Now, if someone were to ask us why we ought to proclaim God's word, we might respond by saying that we want to see souls saved. And, and, and certainly we do. We want to see lives transformed. People all around us who are spiritually dead. And, and when we see the, the life-giving power of God's Word ch- changing them, <laughs> that is such a wonderful thing to, to witness, isn't it? Something exciting about knowing that when you have shared the Gospel of Jesus with someone and they have come to faith in Him, that, that God used you to, to make an eternal impact on someone's life. There's nothing more exciting when... when when God uses you to bring someone to Jesus. What could be more exciting than that? A life changed for all eternity. But there's a greater purpose, and it's really related to that as well, but to see God glorified through it all. And we, we see that emphasized in this passage so, so clearly. You go back to verse 5. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive. And you will know what? You will know that I am the Lord. And then the fulfillment of that in verses 11 through 14, when when God would bring them back from the land of, of Babylon. I will bring you back. I will open up these graves. I will cause you to know that I am the Lord. God would receive the glory because He was the one who had done it all. It was His Word, His Spirit, His promise that that brought those people back. And God would be the one that would receive the glory. When someone comes to Jesus, who gets the glory? Certainly not us. We didn't do it. We were just the vessel. We were just the instrument that God uses. But God gets the glory. It becomes obvious that He did something significant. He did something wonderful. Through His Word and through His Spirit to bring spiritual life where there was spiritual death. Robert Moffat, when he went out as a missionary in Africa, he went to a tribe where they were cannibals. And um, people warned him. They said, you dare not go there. And they told him, in fact, that the chief was such an evil man. They said, he is going to cut off your head and he is going to use your skull as a drinking cup. 
Now, can you imagine uh, entering a, a tribe like that and what well, great encouragement, right? You know, praying for you, buddy, but you're going to be use your skull for a drinking cup. He went out there. He knew God had led him there. Who do you suppose was the first man that came to Jesus? Was that chief? And when people saw what happened in that tribe, especially that man whom they said would use Robert Moffat's head for a drinking cup, they said, this is the eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) God did it, right? So, we've got the privilege of proclaiming the Word. We ask the Spirit of God to work through that Word. That He might bring spiritual life to those who are spiritually dead. See what God can do. We might be amazed what the Lord will do when we answer that call to proclaim that Word. Ask the Spirit of God to use that Word to bring spiritual life to those who are spiritually dead. That's the eighth wonder of the world. That's the greatest miracle of all when God brings life to those who are dead. Let's pray. Father, we pray that You would use us, that we would see the need in our culture today that we do live in a valley, a valley of death, spiritual death, Many bones, many dry bones scattered throughout the valley. But we are called to preach to those bones. To say, oh, bones, hear the word of the Lord. That life-giving, life-transforming, powerful word. It might seem strange to preach the word to dead bones, but Lord, you take that word and you use it in a marvelous way. So maybe it's a sermon in a church. Maybe it's a witness over the fence post. Maybe it's coffee with a friend. Whatever door, Lord, you open for us. Help us to proclaim then the truth of your word. Um, Leave the results with you, Lord, because it's your work. Um, We plant and water. But you're the one that that causes it to grow. So help us, Lord, to be faithful. And may your Spirit take that word that we share and cause it to bring life to those who are dead. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.